Welcome to Behind the Register, where we talk one-on-one with other business owners in downtown Fredericksburg, Virginia. Find out who's behind the register and discover what's in store for you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Register. I hope you're enjoying these episodes and meeting your local downtown business owners. Our next guest is Claire Ellinger of Art Time for Kids, which does classes and art-based classes uh, in downtown Fredericksburg. I'm excited to speak with her. I know a lot has changed, especially with kids and learning during COVID, and we could see how she's adjusted and what's changed for her, uh, and just to catch up, and so you could see what projects they're working on and what she's doing with the business. So stay tuned, and we'll talk to Art Time for Kids with Claire. Thanks. This episode was brought to you by Skin Touch Therapy Spa. We are a boutique spa offering massage, skincare, and natural nail services. Located in the heart of downtown Fredericksburg and Culpeper, Virginia, Schedule online or purchase a gift certificate for someone to enjoy. Spa local. Hey, Claire, how are you? Hi, Brian. Good to see you. <laughs> Good to see you. Thanks for chatting with us. Uh, I'm really excited to talk with you. I am too. So, okay, give us a little background about Art Time for Kids. Uh, you were an educator before, uh, but then I think when I knew you, you were doing classes from your home, right? Right, right. Okay. So I taught in the public schools. I was a middle school art teacher, and I really loved my job, but I also knew that when I began having babies of my own that I would not be able to juggle that full-time um, schedule. And uh, so luckily I was able to stay at home with my babies. But as I already said, I, I really, really loved art education. So just, um, I always tell people that my business kind of happened by accident, which is a slight exaggeration, but I never set out to, you know, open this big business that it is now. It started by literally having friends and neighbor kids sitting around my dining room table doing art lessons. And it started with children that were my own kids age, which were toddlers and I just went, wanted to do art lessons with them. I monetized it, but not really trying to make money. I think it began with like eight children a week. Um, and some of my friends that homeschooled asked me to do lessons. So slowly this grew, grew, grew enough that I questioned like, well, I'd be kind of silly not to organize this and turn this into something uh, that resembles a business, even though I'm doing it out of my home. Because again, my children were still very small, taking naps at all <laughs> hours of the day. So I worked around their schedule and grew it in my home and, you know, got the business license that pretty much put me um, in the same category as say a piano teacher doing lessons out of their home. That's but awesome. yeah. And then um, that grew to, I think 35 children were signed up one month. And I knew that that was not, I was no longer legitimately functioning in like a residential home. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to look and think like, oh my goodness, but taking that commercial lease is a huge, huge leap from where I was. Right. Yeah. Uh, how did you pick being downtown or did you know you wanted to be located downtown? I definitely did just cause you know, like I'm a Fredericksburg local and no, you know, to me it was, my business was more, uh, I wanted to be part of the art community downtown. Um, I, I fully realized that my market was to 
toddlers and moms with babies where they need really good parking and they need like a clean, pristine environment to be in. So I really was wondering if I'd be able to find that in the downtown area that wasn't like an older um, falling apart building or that there was parking and there was first floor. You know, I forever took my kids down to toddlin time which you had to walk up this huge, you know, concrete staircase to get to and push open this super heavy door. And um, because the woman who ran that was so awesome, people came to her anyway. But I always remember thinking, you know, like her business is good in spite of this location. Um, so we really, I, I started at Liberty Town. That was my little step out the door. That, they were my incubator, I guess, for about yeah. seven months. <laughs> which I know that's, that's their um, mission for artists, really. And um, Didi was really open to, I said, Didi, I'm not going to be displaying my own work. Like, I'm not, um, not going to have a gallery. I'm not even going to be doing my own work. I'm bringing toddlers into your gallery full of pottery and glass. And, you know, and I said, I, I want you to know, like, up front, like, this is what's going to happen. And she's like, oh, we want to grow the education portion of Liberty Town. Like, that's one of our uh, bullet points of who we are. And, you know, we want you in here. And I think I said that to her in, like, three different ways to be sure. Like, do you want me and my crew, my crowd coming in? And she was like, yes, yes. So she was so awesome to work with. And I loved being in that environment. And it probably gave you some sense of the business. So then you could feel more confident striking out on your own and your own space right oh yeah definitely and like I said it's an incubator in that um you know the the commitment was small and you know the space was big <laughs> and there's tell lots of artists there all day giving you encouragement tell us about your location now give us your address and then kind of what you love about that because I I remember when you you know were going into the space um so tell us like when you when you found it and you're like this is it tell us that and the address um, well, I um, always kind of knew that I'd love to have like a co-lease business partner. So I sort of very casually had been talking with Robin Bauer, who is the face of Music Together Bright Beginnings in our area. And that's a national franchise, but Robin Bauer has built it for 12, 13 years and is an amazing musician. And she's kind of the uh, music version of me. So she does parent-child classes. Oh, there's the cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, she does parent-child classes with music. And so we both, uh, you know, paired up and it's a really good business model and that we were able to get, you know, 800 square feet, split the rent and also split the days of the week because, um, you know, it's senseless to pay rent somewhere when, you know, you're not using it every single hour of the day. Um, and she was great to work with. She was giving birth to two twins. When, like, when we signed that lease, she told me, she's like, I'm not going to be able to paint, clean, or do anything. So I kind of took on that role of being like that uh, manager. And we found a space that was the old Shelton Shoe Repair down behind Sammy T's. And it's first floor. It's 800 square feet and it's wide open. So many places were divided into little um, like office spaces. Right. Um, and this was wide open. We had to do very little work, even, you know, even though it was a shoe repair shop and then a pottery, the bathroom was amazingly like clean and functional. We just put a paint, you know, slapped a coat of paint on it, put some baby gates up, turned like a, turns an area into a storeroom office and it had, you know, the street there is not super crowded. So there's lots of parking 
and it has a side yard with a picket fence that we walk right onto, which has become crucial during (laughs) COVID. That outdoor, like it doubles my space. Now that the weather's getting cold, I'm a little nervous, but no, it's, it's been a unicorn really to find that space and to find another business partner that shares it. Yeah. And she's still with you today, correct? And well, that's, that's a tricky question, um, because <laughs> of COVID. but no, we are at 101 Hanover street. So right. we're right on the corner there of Sophia or Sophia, if you're not <laughs> from here and know how to read, <laughs> but us, you know, local yokels say Sophia. So Hanover and Sophia, right where that new, um, riverfront parks being built. We're kind of catty corner from them. I know that's going to be really exciting. And I think great location for you um, because then people like people who will enjoy the park will see your business as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. So talk about your format in terms of your classes. Like, did you always have, did you translate the format of what you taught in middle school or did you reconfigure it at when you were in your home? Did you say, oh, okay, this is how I'm going to teach my classes. Because what I really like about how, from what I've seen, you know, you have a theme or you have a particular artist and then the the projects kind of come from that, right? Oh, so yeah. did, did you come up with that of your, of your own and then talk about just how you tweaked those, that a little bit? Um, so I started with the little, little preschoolers. Now I've expanded and I have a middle school program, which takes me back to my roots. And, you know, I get to pull out these old projects that were a success when I taught at public school. But when I began, um, I did like that I wasn't competing. I wasn't coming in on the scene downtown and stepping on anyone's toes. I wasn't taking anyone's students away from the teachers at Liberty Town because nobody offered art classes for two to five-year-olds. So I really liked that like I could I could step on the gas and build my business without feeling like I was, you know, an unwanted entity or just, you know, we're communal down here, you know. That was like a niche you saw basically, like that that age group you can get. Right. And I also knew that I could not um I you know, preschoolers they go to preschool and they make fun little you know, Santa crafts and snowman crafts. And they do a lot of that at preschool. So I had to set myself apart um, by not being too crafty. Like we do art history. And I love it when people are like, how do you do art history with a two-year-old? Because I'm like, you have to come and see because we we really, really do. And every um, week is a theme of, you know, a, a famous piece of artwork or an artist or an art movement. And they legit do activities that, you know, they may or may not be able to repeat that artist's name, but they're going to recognize that image and they're going to do artwork that is themed in that, um, you know, whatever it is we're learning about. So it'll kind of deepens the meaning of them making their shapes and images and painting. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, you're using like, um, you know, real world or artists and their names, but you're just introducing that language a little bit, but also expanding the kids mind in terms of art like it doesn't need to just be you know like coloring books but you can get into it like a three-dimensional and that has a reference to something bigger so you're just like planting the seed which I like uh, with a bigger dialogue of like real real art kind of right right and um you know we travel all over the world I I do do some of the like big names you know like everyone knows Van Gogh's Starry Night but I don't just show them that and say now let's copy and do swirlies you know, I 
we just did one, um, you know, preschoolers also have to move and you know that early education is all about, they're not gonna learn things unless they're up and moving. Um, I had parents in the beginning of my business say, oh my goodness, I have two little boys that are so full of energy. I would love if they wanted an art class, but they are not gonna sit still and make art. And like, I took that to heart, like as a challenge, cause I have two boys as well. You know, if you come to my art class, you're going to be moving, exercising, singing. Um, before COVID, we did a lot more of like beanbag throws and obstacle courses. I just have to get creative. We still do movement things, but we learned about um, the Buddha statues. And so we fl flew our planes to India a week ago. And that's part of it too. We look at the geography and the map. And um, we talked about how we all talk with our hands. And the Buddha statues are sending us all these secret messages because they're going to be talking with their hands. And what are they saying when you see the Buddha doing this? And so these little preschoolers, they learned, you know, like, if you do this with your hands, are you talking? If you do this, if right. you do this. And so now what's the Buddha saying when he's doing this? He's, that's being a teacher, the wheel of life, right? And then, you know, when he touches the earth, that's the moment of so we talked about talking with your hands and then of course our art project all had to do with hands which parents love like immortalizing their kids hands so <laughs> they also probably love that the the kids get their hands dirty at your place and not at yes <laughs> yeah they can leave a mess and it all wipes up yeah. i tell them not to stress they we've seen worse <laughs> all right so let's talk about covid right how how long were are you were in like at that location before COVID? Let's. Um, we were there for. We were there for three years. We signed the lease in 2017, the summer of 2017. So um, your business was kind of rolling and like in in its mm -hmm. kind of momentum yep. was there, you know. Right. Uh, there. So COVID happened. Did do you shut down? Um, I think right. Uh, yes, and it was mid-March. So for me, all my uh, all my customers pay at the beginning of each month. They commit to, you know, a month, maybe two. So we shut down on March 14th. And I, I sent out to every single person. I said, you know, I will either credit you for when we reopen in a few weeks <laughs> or, uh, you know, I can you know, give you a refund because I knew everyone might've been in the same boat as me and my husband, which was who the heck knows? Like if it, there was a lot of job instability, I wasn't going to hold on to anybody's $60, you know, when <laughs> worrying about paying bills. So, um, you know, really, I think I only gave two refunds and the rest of the people were very supportive. There was a huge amount of support for small businesses. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, great locally. Like, I think there was a lot of support. And I think that comes from our community being everyone kind of knowing each other. It's like kind of that fabric. And it was, it's very tightly woven, I feel like, in Fredericksburg. So people were really patient and understanding. Um, yeah. Um, so I also saw you during COVID because I'd be going into my shop, which was closed, but we would be doing online orders. You did like a painting project, correct? Uh, yeah, that was basically for my own sanity, me and my, me and my children. I mean, we were just in, you know, I don't know what you'd call it, kind of in that twilight zone of not knowing when and how and where. And 
um, I, my business was closed. And at the time, I didn't know for how long it ended up being for uh, until, you know, September 8th. So what is that six months of it being closed? And um, we just started painting the pickets on the fence because there was only so much, you know, I, I did go down and organized and did a lot of projects you never have time to do as a small business owner as far as just the cleanup and reorganization. But then um, me and my two boys, we started painting pickets on the fence. And there's, you know, let's say 50 to 60 pickets that face the street. And we just, you know, like, okay, let's paint goldfish on this one. And then I invited uh, Gabe Pons and his son came down and painted um, black cats and SpongeBob on a picket. And we just made this like gaudy, but fun um, fence. And my hope was because everyone at the time, especially with small children who are my people, all there was to do was like, go for walks, go for hikes, go for bike rides. That's what people did. And I just wanted them to make my business like keep me in your head keep me in your mind we're coming back like if you get your sanity every day by walking by my fence to see oh she painted a new one it looks like a robot like right. I, my hope was that there'd be some preschool kids and the mom was about to like you know jump off a cliff like that was their one thing they look forward to every day <laughs> not um, just you know but elevate I, themselves but it, it was very uplifting and public art is, I think it, it, that serves its purpose that way too. Um, so I, it was really nice to see and it did because I walked by every day and I was like, oh, okay, there's more being painted. And it did give me a, a really nice smile as I was going to uh, my work for a little bit. Um, but you just didn't do that too because towards the end, right? You kind of did some kind of take home art projects, right? Or you're still doing that. Um, so I offered virtual. And oh, right. that was tough. And, and I had, I had kids signed up, like a, a lot of kids signed up about to start an eight week program. And so I said, I, I can either refund a lot of money. Cause these would have been people that they would have required a refund. They were not even beginning their, um, you know, class session yet. And so I, I offered, you know, I did a virtual lesson for everybody for eight weeks and that was tough. But it was, again, something, this, this was a time when like my kids weren't in school. Right. The, the online school they were required to do was very minimal. Like the, it was not, you know, what it is now. Uh, so it was, that's what I did to stay afloat and, um, you know, kept that and did that little library I put out there. That was a goal. I've, I've had that little library for about a year. Somebody built that for me. And it's just, it was in my garage and it was this guilt of like not having it up. And the idea was I would just put kids books in it. But then as, you know, because of COVID and because all these parents of small children were just, you know, pulling their hair out and really digging deep to pitch in and do education for their kids. I thought, okay, instead of books, let's fill the little library with like take home art kits. I think that's what you're thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a, um, you know, not uh, something that would benefit me. Nobody pays for that. My idea was that there's you know, how many families in this area who they don't have the funds for the extracurricular stuff like art time for kids. And um, if they're at home struggling with this virtual learning thing, they take a walk and almost like a happy meal, it changes every week, you know, right. Come and get like a take home art kit from that little library. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I correlate the two because those two things did a lot for the community. It wasn't like you were asking for anything. 
But um, I mean, it de definitely stuck in my head. Did you feel like you got good feedback from it? Like good feedback from the fans and good feedback from the take home kits? And oh yeah. The, um, I think people just really responded to that, like that free offering to people of, um, I mean, it's such a small thing. Right. Actually, like money-wise, it's small. Time-wise, keeping up with it and sealing up the kits. And I mean, because they disappear after 48 hours. Wow. So, sadly, I'm sure a lot of families walk by when it's empty. I'm, it looks empty more than it does look full. But, you know, I've had people show up like a construction worker walked into my studio while I was working by myself. And I thought, oh, he's going to use the bathroom or like <laughs> he, he got the wrong address or something. And he just, he was a really, you know, gruff, hardworking man. And he just told me how much he thought that was an awesome idea and reached in and like gave me cash to support it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And so I was like, well, give me your name because you know, the people who have donated like this, like I give them a shout out on social media. Cause it's like this week is sponsored by them. And he was just like, oh, you know, whatever. I'm not on social media. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, people have really responded to that little library. I mean, I think part of COVID forced a lot of businesses to move some things up, but it also forced them to rethink about how to reach out to the community and be creative. Um, and so that's that yeah. kind of what you did in that in those ways too. Um, so you did virtual classes. Are you still doing virtual classes now? Um, I offered it for the fall session, which the fall session literally just ended this weekend. And now we go into the holiday session, which is six weeks long. And I really hemmed and hawed over it because I know there's several families that are still just not comfortable with in-person, even though we keep it real small. Um, but it was, it was like another part-time job over and above because um, I haven't hired another teacher this fall. It's all me. It's a one-woman show down there. <laughs> and I work six days a week plus Monday nights. And that meant Sunday, my day off was editing and putting out this virtual video. Right. And so, um, I mean, there was just enough kids to make it worth it for me money-wise. And it was like that sweet spot of like, if 150 kids nationwide were watching it, heck yeah, I'd do it every week. But it was like just enough that I couldn't say no and not do it. Right. Uh, but, but I did let all my families know. I'm like, look, I cannot do it through the holiday session. I'm, I'm going to give myself a break here. And they all understood. Right. Right. Um, talk to me a little bit about just, just, I mean, education has changed, right? Because yep. before, probably before COVID, you had some homeschoolers. And now I feel like that is, is more um, prevalent and in demand, or, you know, more people are choosing that option because of COVID. So how has that affected your business and how they, they people are people supplementing some of their home education with you and with part time? Uh, definitely. I, you know, even though I was closed for six months, I am not complaining a bit because business is really good. And people ask me all the time, like, how's business? And my answer is anyone who is offering activities for children right now, you know, K through middle school, really, they're probably, if they have a quality program, they're probably doing very, very well. And I have all the business I can handle. I'm running around with you know, like a chicken with my head cut off since, you know, September 8th or even before getting ready for these uh, big numbers of kids. Um, I think parents, I could get greedy and pack those kids in there because I've got wait lists on some classes. 
but I have made a commitment to these parents and it's probably why they're coming back and feeling comfortable. There will be no more than, you know, like a set number of children so that at my big eight foot long folding tables, there's a kid on each end, um, you know, and we, we just have these certain things in place where I think the parents feel safe and it gives the kids a chance to get off the computer and get messy and see another kid and laugh with another kid and socialize and still get up and move. Right. We do a lot of, uh, it's all about like leafs and nature's and nature walk because I'm like, let's get outside. <laughs> yes, there's more of an appreciation of that. And I think people realize how much kids need that social um, oh. interaction. And, and that's part of learning as well too. Are you utilizing your outdoor space a lot more? Uh, for sure. I mean, I even bought um, outdoor furniture because we, I put, uh, I call it kids club. So I do all my normal classes. Saturdays are booked, but kids club was, you come twice a week. You come after lunch, it's uh, elementary. And it was, you know, it's for parents who are struggling, getting their kids academics done, feed them lunch, bring them to me. And then you don't have to feel guilty that they were on the computer all morning because we are going to go out in the yard. We're going to play bongo drums. Then we're going to go on a hike and get leaves and do an art project about it. Then we're going to play, you know, Pictionary or, you know, win, lose or draw or some type of game. It's um, kids club is a little more camp like in that way, but they're still learning art history. They're still making art. And that's been um, very successful because I think parents are like, we've got to do something and we have to have something to look forward to. Yeah. And it's something, a change of scenery or just to get out of the house a little. Are you finding your target market has grown because there's just more kids at home learning? Are your students doing hybrid or there? Uh, my mantra has been that, you know, usually when a business has these kind of numbers and wait lists, you have to, if, if people need to switch or have a schedule change, you have to be like, sorry, but every, like parents don't know what to do one week to the next. They have their schedules changed on them. So I've, you know, kids club, you just commit by the month. And then when some kids went hybrid, some kids stayed virtual. So I just worked with the parents and said like, okay, what two days work for you? okay, well, we're no longer going to do Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Friday. Now let's go. Kids can either come beginning of the week or come end of the week. Um, in other words, I'm bending over backwards to say, hey, I know you guys are in a really tough spot where you're going to, you have no idea how to plan. The schedule's right. being like yanked out from under the parents left and right as everyone's figuring this all out. Right, right. And, yeah, um, and, and, and staying flexible, I think is invaluable for, for them because I, I talk to people and it's like, how can you even plan next month? You know, people are just week by week, you know, if not day by day, sometimes too. Um, how are you finding things now in terms of um, people planning for holiday or for, you know, break? And are, are you getting more demands or more questions about uh, things for classes? Um well, you know, I kind of worried that with holiday session, that my big boom of this fall session, where here I am like, you know, oh, I'm so busy, that I figured that in holiday, it's like, oh, weather getting cold, um, you know, people just, the hybrid, as you pointed out, all the school schedules, people really gearing up to go back to normal in some way, I thought that it would drop off. But I have a couple of things working for me in the holidays, and that is it's not an eight week session, it's six. 
So parents are like, oh, okay. Like the price tag just like visibly looks a little smaller because they're right. only paying for six weeks for, um, you know, some of my classes. And um, the other thing working for me is, uh, you know, I, I was given a little, little tiny tidbit of business advice from someone locally that just is such a small thing, but they said, my advice is just always, you know, make, making moves, making moves. And I'm like, okay. And I didn't even think about it when they said it at the time, because it was so, I don't know, flippant, but I thought about it and I was like, I said, how am I going to keep kids club alive through the holiday session? Um, Cause that was one of my bigger money makers. Kids come twice a week. It's almost like camp. And then I said, okay, I gotta, I gotta be making moves. <laughs> <laughs> like it can't just be same old, same old, you know, origami now clay. So my making moves um, thing was we, I really put out there that I'm doing this mural and kids club is going to be solely responsible for creating a five panel mural. That's going to be up on the 800 block of Caroline street. Oh, and nice. I'm also kind of being a little braggy about it because I, you know, Gabe and Scarlett Pons are like, oh yeah, that, um, that wall there by Abner Butterfield, that's blank white used to have art up, but now doesn't. And they're like, yeah, Jim Nicotakis owns that. And I'm like, oh, do you have his phone number? And they're like, yeah. And you know, I know they said, oh, I know a few people have been trying to get that wall. Um, a few groups, a few artists, but I mean, call him. What can he say? No. And I'm like, true. So I put it off all day and then I'm like, why am I putting it off? He's just a human being that can either say yes or no. Right. And I, I don't know if I caught him at a good moment or if he just has a heart for like young kids doing art, but he's like, sure. I'm like, awesome. really? I was like, do you want to approve our images that we draw before we put up? He's like, um, I mean, oh, okay. Um, I mean, just promise me you won't make it political. And I'm like, all right, done, promise. <laughs> And the thing about that is, again, more public art, more things to the community, but for the kids, it's something that they can walk by and be like, I did that and I could be proud of that. Kids get such a thrill, even when we've displayed it, Vivify or Sweet Frog, just hanging a tiny little piece of their artwork. Like they, they're like, oh, I'm famous. So I think having that mural up with those kids legitimately having a part in making it, their parents, them, they're going to really get a thrill out of that. Yeah. And it's going to be a big endeavor. So when is that going to happen, that mural? I I mean, I'm saying all this, like we have yet, I've bought the wood for it and I've just, (laughs) so yeah, it's, it's going to be one of those delicate balances of me planning the images, sketching the images, then them being my little workhorses that paint, paint, paint. Um, but I, you know, they've, they've done some little drawings for me. Um, one girl drew like a little carriage with a horse. So I'm going to try to get that in there too. So they're not just creating my art, you know? Right. Right. It's got to be. I mean, the other thing you have for you is that as, as we get into the colder months, less people are going to be able to go out and and enjoy those things. So they do need some, some indoor activities, um, (laughs) as well too. But, and I think for you, it's nice to be small. And I think for downtown, it's good because we're small where people can come down, experience something, and they're not like in a big mall or in a big Costco and things. So it's like, you can come in, it's small, there's distance and, and people won't feel overwhelmed, but it is something to do indoors, you know? Right. I mean, I know you feel this, Brian, um, 
I tell people too that, you know, everyone's asking me how my business is going. And it's like, well, don't be a small business owner in 2020 unless you love to clean. <laughs> like paper towel rolls are just, you know, they're like gold. I, well, I mean, now it's like, now I'm starting to find like you can get the sanitary wipes, like, you know, the, you know, disinfectant wipe. Yeah. Now, now they're coming back on the shelves for a while. There wasn't, you know, we were mixing and we were, I was using microfiber cloth and stuff, but um, yeah, I think, well, don't get into any business until you really love it and you're really passionate. Right. I usually say, because you are going to be the one that is like, you know, on your hands and knees, cleaning the floors on those <laughs> days where you just need to get things done, you know? Sure. Sure. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Are you, are you looking forward to anything in terms of holiday? Are you doing anything for small business Saturdays and, and the holidays coming up? You know, I'm not really retail. Um, in the past, I've offered, I, I forget if I did two or three hours. Um, I wanted to do a two and three hour workshop for kids. Um, and I marketed it as bring your kids to me on small business Saturday. They will make X, Y, and Z and you can go shop or have lunch with your friend or both. And um, it wasn't, it wasn't like a huge thing in the past. And for me, it was, you know, it's time out of my holiday weekend. So I just kind of dropped that this year. I wonder though, if it, because of COVID, because of parents needing a break and just more support for local businesses, but there's still a part of me, I'm, I'm a little undecided how much I'm going to roll out holiday workshops. I'm still recovering from, I do the child-friendly ghost tour in October. Right. Yes. It's a huge hit. It's a huge sellout event every year, including um, this year for COVID. And um, I'm still kind of like catching my breath and looking forward to like maybe having an easy month. Right. <laughs> we always say that, but I think then we're like, okay, we're just going to do it. You know, I know, I know. But, you know, my own kids maybe need some like holiday fun, right? <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, so you talked about being virtual and I wanted to see how you think about that business. Do you feel like you're going to grow into more virtual or do you feel like more demand is going to be that kind of face-to-face -face small groups uh, because of just what's happening? What do you think the trends are going to be there for you? Um, I can't speak to any other business because I bet every other business has survived and will probably grow into the virtual. But for my business personally, I think that I'm seeing a lot of business because I'm not virtual. I think I'm the break for parents and for children to, to get to close the screen up and go back to like a hands-on. And that's, that's my strength too. My strength is not virtual. My heart goes out to all these teachers that are maybe not technologically. And it's not that I'm not intelligent or savvy. It's that it's, that's not my thing. If, if I can't pick it up, flip it over, check it out and touch it, I don't get it as much. Right, right. And I think children are inherently that way. And I love having kids come in and touch and feel and say, I, I don't know how to make this clay do this. And I'm like, your hands have to tell it what to do. So, <laughs> you know, that's what we do. And, and I'm doing well because I offer the, um, that, that yin and yang to, you know, everyone being so Zoom meeting-y and, you know, the, the virtual school, like that's, that's I got to stay in my lane. Yeah, and it's true. I mean, I, you know, I did massages and for that, I got that one hour to talk with people similar to what I'm doing now with, with these Zoom interviews. Um, but it is funny, it's different. But I think really the, 
the one-on-one interaction and the face-to-face is of course the most like what I think valued thing is for some people. Um, uh, so yeah, so I think that's cool. And I think that's, it's good because I think a lot of people will say, oh, if you go virtual, you know, instead of just having your 10 kids, you could have 50 kids from all over the country, but that's also a bigger market and you're just sticking with your niche and, and really providing that service to the community locally, uh, which I think is really cool. Yep. Uh, so talk about too, I, and just explain for uh, our viewers kind of, when you go in and if your kid participates, do you have to be there as a parent? Because I'm a parent. So I, if I want a break, I also don't want to like go to a class and have to be there. So, uh, you know, and I understand that when they're a certain age, they probably need to, but can you give us the breakdown of like when you could drop off a kid and when you have to be there? <laughs> uh, sure. My two to five class, which the preschool, I'm, I'm trying to brand that as the art from the start class. Oh, so the, yeah, yeah, the little, little ones, it is a parent child activity. So um, think of it sort of like a toddling time or music together is that way. So parents or grandparents or dads or, you know, whoever comes with the child. Um, and then once they're kindergarten, then the classes are all drop off. So awesome. kindergarten up through eighth grade, I offer now it's drop off for sure. Do you think like the young kids or the kindergartners are like, bye mom, like I'm fine. They like really like the independence. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's, I, there's, I rarely have any child signed up that is holding on to their mom. It rarely happens. <laughs> you know, like the studio is very colorful and inviting. And, you know, I like to think that I make them feel comfortable. Yeah. And I always offer a free trial class. There is a chair sitting over by the cubbies where um, there has been a mom that um, I told her, I was like, you know what, if your child's nervous, just kind of hang out here. And, and the, that made the kid at ease. So the mom just kind of yeah. hung out when she didn't have to. Right. Then she ducked out after a few minutes once the child kind of got comfortable and was like, oh, I see what we're, how this works. Okay, bye mom. Yeah, 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 that's so nice. <laughs> um, talk about just what you think 2021 is gonna look like. If you have any predictions. Right. Well, if, if I could answer that, I'd probably be, you know, like some kind of a medium. No, I, Brian, I don't, I'm taking it a day, a week, a month at a time. And I, I don't have the answers, but I'm, I'm loving what's going on now with my business. Like I said, I love being that balance for what families are having to endure. And um, I'm going to make hay while the sun is shining, not to use too many cliches here, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, the holiday session's doing well. And are you finding now, like, your, your business is now at, like, a new normal, kind of like you, you figured out a little bit of the situation, so it, it's good for now and adjust later? Yeah, the, I fully know that if, let's say, snap of the fingers after Christmas, schools go back full-time, which, you know, the Fredericksburg City has already said that's not going to happen. Um, I think that we can say that what's going on right now with some counties hybrid, a lot of families still choosing to be virtual. Fredericksburg City, the kids are going back one day a week after Christmas, not now, after Christmas. Wow. So I think my prediction or what I can foresee is that this school year is, you know, their kids are going to be virtual this school year. So what's going on right now in my business, I can probably carry through May. Right. Um, and and so, help, yeah. 
tell us how people can find you and like that you're, you know, like, do you put all your information about classes on your website? Yep. I just updated it and got all that holiday info up there. Um, so go to arttimeforkids.com and that's the number four, arttimeforkids.com, all one word. And um, you'll see, you know, everything from just kind of descriptions of our formula of how we run classes. You'll see a list of the curriculum. So each class and how we do everything from clay to painting to drawing. And um yeah, you can go to the register page. I think there's openings in my middle school classes, a couple of openings, and there's a couple openings in that kids club I talked about that meets twice a week. And it is limited, so people should jump on if they are interested. Well, yeah, because I only allow eight children per class, so um, those two classes I just described are where right. there are openings, yeah. And, and how, uh, can you tell about your social media handle so they could follow and, and, and see you? Sure. <laughs> um, so between Instagram and Facebook, I try to get up posts of what the kids are doing and little clips, little videos and little haunted houses we made. Um, Art time for kids on both uh, Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. All right, Claire, thank you so much. It was good to chat. It's so interesting because I think people do ask how businesses are doing, mm -hmm. you know, um, and it's just good to see from you what occurred and uh, how you're doing, uh, but also to see that so much is changing, especially with kids and education, that there are like options and just to give a little break for them or, you know, if kids are interested in art, how they can do that in, in today's time and space. So uh, it was great chatting with you and catching up. It was a good, it was a good time, Brian. I love like, even though we're on zoom here, I love seeing another face. Cause I spend a lot of my day planning and cleaning all by my lonesome. So <laughs> I know. So this gives a good break. Same with me too. I mean, like I'm doing my normal business stuff, but this gives me some inspiration right. and I like reconnecting with everyone. So yeah, I always appreciate it. Well, thanks for inviting me and uh, thinking my business is worthy of your, of, of your, course. It's yeah, so your fun. platform. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk more. And I always pass by your shop because I park right by there. So it's always right. good to see what you're doing. And uh, it's actually nice to just have a long chat with you. All right, Brian. Well, you have a good week. All right. Thanks. You too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Behind the Register. I'm your host, Brian Lamb, and this episode was produced by Haley Harkins. Special thanks to Fredericksburg, Virginia Main Street for hosting our episode. We hope you enjoyed knowing a bit more about your local small business. Please support your local business for Small Business Saturday and this upcoming holiday season. If you like what you heard, support us. Share, comment, and give us a like. We'll catch you next time as we go Behind the Register. <laughs>